This is Miss Porter's Radio Hour. I'm Danielle Chung. And I'm Phoenix Fang. In this episode, we will hear from three people on accepting what life threw in their way, from loving a wonderful younger sister, to helping a disabled child, and even losing a beloved pet. Our first story is told by Sophia Lee about loving her sister, even if she's annoying. This story is heartwarming and truly relatable. Here's Sophia. It was completely dark in my room, and I was waiting in bed for my mom to come tuck me in. It was 2011, and I was four years old. I was waiting in bed, and then I heard the doorknob turn. And immediately, I whipped my head around to face my mom. Can you snuggle, I pleaded. Sure, she replied. I hugged my mom close, feeling her breathing. Sophia, my mom said, why are you so mean to your sister? For a second, I stopped and thought about this because she is really annoying and is always crying. My mom sighed. Sophia, just remember that you have a big place in your sister's heart. I never liked my sister. She was always a crybaby and couldn't take a joke. I really didn't talk to her or didn't play with her. But then all of a sudden, hearing these words just made me feel so rotten, and all the memories of my sister just replayed in my mind. Whenever I said something funny, even though she didn't understand what I was saying, she still laughed. When I got so mad at her and I hit her, even if she cried, she always forgave me. Even when I forced her to do something she didn't want to do, she did it anyway. Why? Because she loved me. Even though I was a rotten person to her, she still forgave me for what I'd done and hoped that I could be a better person. And even to this day, whenever I get mad or annoyed at my sister, I still remember my mom's words and how much she really means to me and how much I really do love her. That was Sophia Lee with her moving story about loving her sister no matter what. Even though they've been through their ups and downs, their relationship is surely getting better. Our next storyteller shares with us about helping out a disabled student in her school and how it showed her to accept others. Here's Alexa Scarlett. So it's the beginning of sixth grade and we're finally the big kids of the school, the queen bees and everything, and I am a nervous wreck. All I know about my class is the room number and who my teacher is. So when I do get to school, the day goes by pretty swiftly. Everybody's super nice, and I feel really comfortable around them, except for one boy who I, whom I sit across from. This boy, for the sake of privacy, I'm going to call him Jeremiah, and he was larger and taller than a sixth grader should be, so he was a bit intimidating. So it ended up that, that Jeremiah had autism. There were lots of moments during the school year, fast forward, that he kind of was a little off, but he had his moments. So he would have several pieces of paper, more than I could count, he taped together. And he'd call it Grumpy Town and inspired by Grumpy Cat. And if you don't know who Grumpy Cat is, it's a famous cat who appears to always be frowning. This town, he'd have his cars on it and he'd draw roads and little houses. And, you know, everybody would kind of just look at it, and he would love it, and it meant a lot to him. And it was very enjoyable just to see how much it meant to him. And he also had his certain dances, and he'd run his cars along the locker. But one moment I remember specifically with Jeremiah this past school year was one time during our study hall near the end of the year, 
I asked him if he'd like to join me to do some homework. And of course, no one likes to do homework, so it took a little bit of persuading, <laughs> talking, but after a while, I got him to say yes. We did our English homework and math homework and science homework, and once it was done, it felt really good just to see. My teacher was staring at us the entire afternoon, kind of just like watching and spectating from his desk. And when um, Jeremiah didn't know the answer, I would give him clues so he would figure it out eventually. And it felt really good to help somebody in that way. And I, I realized that helping people in the smallest ways can make a big difference. At the end of the day, when Jeremiah went to pack his bags and get ready to leave, I went to my locker and I found a note from my teacher. And he had written how much I inspire him to become better each day from just watching me help Jeremiah. And it really meant a lot, and I realized that day that I have learned to accept people, no matter their disability, their personality, or their background, into my life. Thank you. Not only has this event helped Alexa accept others, it has allowed her to accept herself as well. Our final story for today is from Angelica Burgos. She shares with us about how she had lost her beloved pet. Here's Angelica. I have a dog and his name is Macho and I have him since I was three years old and now I'm seven. He's a white, old, but active dog and he has the cutest tail ever. It is really short, but it wagged so much. We shaved all his fur so he looks like a hairless old dog. He is our very first dog and he listens so well and he is very smart. Me and my sister loves Macho so much. We are able to trust him and he is very loyal to all of us. One day, my mother was late to picking me and my sister up from school because she was busy walking my dog. And it was weird because my mother was never late. So when we got home, me and my sister went and we looked for Macho so we could play with him. When we got home and we couldn't find him, my mom said to look in the backyard and we still couldn't find him. So then my mother realized that she never brought the dog back home, like in the house. That That's when my sister freaked out and we went to go look for the dog. Then my mom called me back home because it was getting late because it took like hours to look for the dog and we couldn't find him. We went to the park, we went, um, we looked around the block and we asked friends and family and just neighbors in general and we, we still couldn't find him. So when I got home, my sister kept looking on for the dog and she invited a friend with her so they could look together so she won't be by herself. Like an hour passed and I heard my sister screaming, like yelling. She came back running home. But instead of like screaming of joy, I saw her crying and I didn't know what was going on. She couldn't speak. She didn't like she didn't have no words. So I s still didn't know because, you know, I was seven and I didn't know anything at that age, supposedly. My sister's friend was telling like I overheard her saying that the dog like they found the dog and my mom went to go find the dog with the girl. My mom came home and told me that the dog was dead. And they found him underneath a car. We couldn't find him at first because he was underneath it. So he was like not hiding, but he was like the car was on top of him. 
my sister started freaking out i didn't know anything and like since i was a little kid i cried because i saw my sister crying not because the dog died we all blamed it on my mom all of us and years passed we forgave her and then we got a new dog After two long years, Angelica could finally accept the loss of her dog and even her mother's apology. That's it from this episode of Miss Porter's Radio Hour on Acceptance. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Do we know about the supporters?